Hi, and welcome to the anniversary service of St. Peter's United Church of Christ in Skokie, Illinois. On Friday, May 5th, we turned 156. Uh, and uh, if, you, if you're a regular listener, you might remember that I've said this congregation was the first one organized in what is now Skokie, what was then Niles Center. The name changed in the 1940s. And uh, there is another St. Peter's or St. Peter in Skokie. It is the Catholic Church. It was uh, one year behind us, technically. And I won't take your time with the story, and I may have done so already in the past, why there are two churches named St. Peter or St. Peter's in the same village about two or three blocks apart. Um, But today we celebrate that. We lift up the scriptures. I hope you enjoy the message. It is really aimed at our church, but it may also aim, you might find some meaning for either yourself, uh, I hope, or the congregation that you belong to. So uh, without any further ado, let's enjoy today's service with the scriptures and homily. Our first reading on our 156th anniversary Sunday is the 103rd Psalm. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all God's benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you shall live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works vindication and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. God does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. God will not always accuse, nor will God keep divine anger forever. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is God's steadfast love toward those who fear God. As far as the east is from the west, so far God removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, So the Lord has compassion for those who fear the Lord. For God knows how we were made. He remembers that we are dust. As for mortals, their days are like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness, to children's children, to those who keep God's covenant and and remember to do the commandments. The Lord has established God's throne in the heavens and God's kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you God's angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, obedient to his spoken word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers that do his will. Bless the Lord, all God's works, in all places of God's dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. This ends the reading of Psalm 103. 
Our second and final reading is from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, then 16 through 21. Jesus said, and I lost the place. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have reward from your for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And whenever you fast, Do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in heaven, in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Here ends the reading of the gospel and the scriptures for this morning's service. Thanks be to God for this, God's holy word. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of God's benefits. That was what one of the professors of my seminary sang at the start of the Lord's Supper early Easter morning after one of those Paschal vigils I told you about. On our 156th birthday, I thought of celebration and thanksgiving in worship. Although I doubt St. Peter's UCC is or ever has been a praise the Lord kind of congregation, I believe it is fine, if not more than fine, on this anniversary to worship in the flow of our deep gratitude for God's blessings, to express our thanksgiving to and for our God. So, Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, all that is within me, bless God's holy name. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all God's benefits, which the author listed, starting with God's forgiveness of all our iniquity. What I'm saying is, this is a great time to let go of any inhibitions and get in touch with that sincere gratitude we have for God and all God's blessings, including Jesus and the Holy Spirit, all God. Let's let it out in praising the Lord as we realize all that God has done for us and the glories of the created heavens and the world and the full variety lifted up in Psalm 103. We can get Psalm 103-ish in praising God for this congregation, how God has kept us loving and serving for 156 years. The first part of the psalm blesses God for more personal, individual experiences of forgiveness and things which are part of mercy but flow from it. He thanks God who heals all your diseases. Well, healing is not all medical-physical. Healing can come after we know we are forgiven by God and perhaps by someone else. Healing can come after we have forgiven someone else. Some of us have sensed God pulling us back from death or something super foreboding. Claire Malone, that was part of her story. She was getting a pacemaker put in and while she was still under, and was coming up, she felt that she was going off into the eternal life after and uh, that she was being brought back, uh, a powerful spiritual testament. So she experienced that, and I'm sure she's not the only one. Then to believe, on top of that, that God crowns us with steadfast love and mercy is a fantastic claim. If you watched the coronation of Charles III yesterday, there was a crowning with a lot of all these jewels, and I can't say much in detail because I did not watch it, but that's kind of a crowning, and yet we're crowned with God's steadfast love and mercy. That is all a gift to us, and our praise in return is part of our gift. Why not let our joy shine through with some volume and emotion. Now James Mays wrote a commentary on the Psalms, and of 103 he wrote, the Psalm, echoing verse 2, do not forget all God's benefits, Mays said, the Psalm is a liturgical not forgetting of all the Lord's dealing. The body of the Psalm is a recollecting, remembering, and reminding. Yeah, like an anniversary. According to Mays, the attribute and activity of our God celebrated in the Psalms as the Lord's essential goodness beyond all others is God's chesed, steadfast love. 103 starts and ends with a call to bless the Lord. And it is for that chesed described in the Psalm that I urge us to relax our inhibitions a little and thank our God for all the ways that God makes his steadfast love real in our lives. And in today, today in St. Peter's, 156 years, God's steadfast love prompted this church into being. When God prepared Nile Center Lutherans to gather enough people and money to start this church, 
when George and Eliza Clem lamented that they did not have a church of their own to marry in, it took about 10 years to get to May 5th, 1867. We went through some tough pastorates, including the first called pastor. There was a church split in 1880. The decision to tear down our first damaged building and build new on this same spot that we paid $50 for from Peter Blomheiser and we promised to name after his patron saint. The Catholic Church, St. Peter, got their land for free because Peter Blomheiser was Catholic. Anyway, the church has been through four clergy deaths, one of them an interim, the Depression, two world wars, the German language transition, constructing the educational wing in the 50s, and Project 81. We thank God for calling us to do great things and letting them go when it was time to let some of them go. We supported places like the Bensonville Home Society, St. Paul's House, and continue with the community kitchen of a just harvest then there was for 19, well not quite 19 years, but for here 14 years, my time was donated, which was the church's time, when I would go to Cook County Jail as a religious volunteer on Wednesdays. Then our work with and for the Niles Township Food Pantry and much, much more. This congregation voted to become open and affirming almost five years ago. God used our forebears and us to bless others in God's name. And where I come from, that's the best. God used and uses very imperfect us and them to channel and bring God's grace to others. Alleluia. Praise the living God. When God uses us to bless somebody else, to me that's like the best blessing. In our praise of God, we follow the Lord Jesus the best we can. Christ teaches his disciples to be aware of and avoid temptations and human tendencies. This is what we heard Olivia read in Matthew 6. Christ's warnings can help us or any group of disciples to discern our church's purposes, our motives. His words push the church to examine its reasons for doing righteous things. In the limited time remaining, let's take a look. Jesus lays out to his disciples three common practices of Jewish piety, giving alms, praying, and fasting. He makes clear the fundamental temptation in every case. Beware, and he, and he says it in the first verse. He repeats it at every one, but it's customized. The first verse lays it out. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Giving alms, praying, fasting. Basically, Jesus was saying, if you can, do it in private. If you do it in public, you might be tempted to be very aware of who's watching. And what do they think? And I, maybe it's great that they think of what I'm doing. Do not do them in public in order to impress others. What's the motive if and when we might, though? We're, we, I don't know that we practice fasting, certainly not as a whole congregation. Um, 
Jesus talks, frankly, though, about some who do these things before others in order to be seen by them. Being seen, putting on a show, which is the sense of the Greek, that's their motive then. That's their motive some, in some places today, getting respect. They'll get it, perhaps, from the observers, but no pat on the back from the Holy One, no, not at all. Frederick Dale Bruner wrote, Righteousness that is overly conscious of itself, love that is impressed with its sacrifices, mercy that seeks attention or purity done for show are all unright and unrighteousness. Jesus rejects the motive of notice. We're made to want notice. He closed on, Bruner says, I will submit that in Matthew's gospel, the desire to be noticed by God is what the Christian tradition calls faith. We were made to be noticed and to be noticed by God. End of quote. I admit, I sometimes think of the standing of St. Peter's UCC in Skokie, kind of like maybe we can get known for that in a positive way. Some of us once joked that we're probably viewed as the church with the rummage sale. Is that our calling card? If it happens to be, is that our motive in maintaining and working so hard for it? Is our purpose in doing this annual project to be known for and beloved for it? I don't think so. I know we have higher motives than that. What about becoming open and affirming? It was important for some of us to let the village and township know that we are the first church in Skokie to choose this posture, this welcoming, affirming covenant of relationship. We still want to promote it, yet that should not be why we did it. Nor should our desire to lift up to others be self-promotion. Look at us. Now that is one of those temptations of implicitly or explicitly, consciously or unconsciously drawing attention to our righteous selves. We are not and are never to be the point. God is the point. Jesus is the point. I'm sure some of our church forebears would agree with that. And the same is true for church growth. Someone told me a while after the ONA vote that they'd heard some say they voted in favor of it because it might attract and bring in some new members. That is also a wrong, self-preserving motivation. Our motive was and is to expand our welcome in Christ to those all whom God loves and calls, believing it is God's will God's loving will. Our motive, inspired by Christ, was and remains reaching out to those elsewhere unwelcomed in other churches, like LGBTQ plus persons and those living with mental health challenges and more. It's not about St. Peter's. It's primarily about God. A loving, powerful God whom we meet in Jesus is our motive for all we do. 
So as we later enter this year into smaller group conversations about our hopes for this church and about St. Peter's direction and purpose, these will shape the use of, of us and also the use of a recent bequest. We need to be free to look at ourselves. Is our motive to grow in order to preserve the institutional church, our beautiful sanctuary, the building? Or is our first and primary purpose the praise of God and the realm of God using the gifts God gives us? The former may well serve the latter. But Jesus said we cannot serve two masters, especially if one of them is the triune God. And this calls for discernment into which we will enter this year. But we cannot be about church to impress others or ourselves. Thank you, Jesus, for all you are, all you've done for us, do for us, and will do for us. Use us as your grace desires, for we are here for you. And that's good news at 156. Amen. And so we come to the conclusion of this week's edition of the Red-Headed Preacher Podcast. I'm so glad that you chose us and tuned in to listen. I, as I said before, I hope that those who do not belong to St. Peter's, UCC, or are friends of the church, still found a takeaway, if not more than one takeaway, from the scriptures and from the message this morning. You know, it occurred to me that last week, uh, April 30th, that we had a baptism, and then this week it was the church's anniversary, and next week is going to be Mother's Day, and I don't know what I'm going to do with Mother's Day. You'll have to tune in to find out, but that's three you know, holidays, if you will, or three reasons for celebration beyond Sunday being a mini-resurrection celebration every Sunday morning. Um... So it's just, you know, bang, bang, bang in a blessed way. So I hope you'll choose to tune us in next next uh, next week after we've got that published. And of course, after that, uh, that sermon is, is, is preached. So thank you so much again, wherever you are. We appreciate your listening. And we hope that uh, God continues to bless your journey. And that we, by some grace of God may be part of your journey. Because as I said, for God to use us to bless other people, you can't beat that. So thanks again. May God bless you and God bless your week. Bye. Like what you've heard? Hit subscribe to follow and get updates on our newest additions to the Redheaded Preacher. We'd love it if you'd give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us online under most social media platforms by typing St. Peter UCC Skokie in your browser. Donations are much needed and very welcomed. You can donate to us by going to paypal.me backslash St. Peter UCC Skokie. This information and more can also be found in the show notes wherever you listen to our podcast. 
Thank you so much.